are a few famous last words from some people that you may have heard of. John Wayne, his last words were to his wife. I course I know who you are. You are my girl and I love you. Great last words, aren't they? At the other extreme, we have Wallace Oates, member of the ill-fated Scott expedition to the South Pole. He was terribly frostbitten and the storms were slowing them down and they were low on supplies. And so in their tent one day, he told the other members, I am going outside and maybe some time. Oates then stepped out of their tent into a negative 40 degree blizzard and his body was never found. I am going outside and maybe some time. But not all last words are so noble, so loving. Sir Winston Churchill, his last words were, I'm bored with it all. Actress Joan Crawford to her housekeeper. Her housekeeper was a devout Christian and was praying for her as she was passing away. Joan Crawford barked at her and said, Damn it, don't you dare ask God to help me. Last words. From the noble to the ignoble. Now the Bible passage that John's family have chosen are not strictly the last words of the Apostle Paul, but they are very close. After many years of faithfully following Jesus, Paul is in prison facing execution, and he doesn't know how many days or even hours he has left. And so he pens his second letter to his young charge, Timothy, who is uh, ministering, is running a church in the city of Ephesus. And Paul realizes that these could be the very last words that he has to say to Timothy. And so he's hoping that it will turn out otherwise, but he's realistic, and so he writes these words. And the time of my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. We can consider these Paul's last words. And it's this part of the Bible passage that resonates with John's family. The words fighting the good fight, finishing the race, keeping the faith. Uh, these are a good fit for John when it comes to his integrity, his character, his reliability. These are the attributes that family and friends have talked about today and clearly saw in John. But let's dig a little bit deeper into the passage. What did the words mean for Paul? Well, earlier in the letter, Paul had encouraged the young Timothy to endure hardship as a soldier and to compete by the rules like a successful athlete does in a race. Now he applies those metaphors of a soldier and an athlete to himself. Like a soldier, Paul has fought hard and well in his service for Christ. Like an athlete, Paul has run hard and finished the race well. And then he introduces a, a new metaphor. Paul has kept the faith. He has defended the honor of Jesus both inside and outside the church. But then Paul does something quite different from the last words that we had heard of earlier. Paul then goes like this. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me. Now there is in store for me. None of those last words that we heard before, like Lawrence Oates, I'm going outside and maybe sometime, or Churchill's expression of boredom, or Joan Crawford's refusal of God's help, none of those had a 
I'm looking forward to dying because something is more is going to happen. Something beyond death has captured Paul's imagination. And so confidently he says, there is in store for me the crown of righteousness. Now, what's the crown of righteousness? Now, the word crown in the original language is the word for a garland, a, a leafy crown that was worn round the head by the winners of the Olympic Games. Now, in Bible days when the New Testament was being written, the original Olympic Games were still being carried out. And instead of winning a gold medal, the athletes won a leafy garland to wear on their head. And even though this prize would fade quickly, it brought tremendous honour to the winner. So the athlete who won the race or the wrestling match or whatever, and it brought pride to his um, family and to the city he belonged to. In fact, it was not unusual for the town officials to make a hole in their city wall so that the athlete would be the first person to enter through that gate. Interesting, isn't it? Knock a hole on the wall, get a cheering crowd, so when the athlete who won the Olympic gold or the Olympic crown would be the first person to go through that gate and be honoured in the city. So imagine how much more special was this crown for the Apostle Paul, the one that he would receive when he breathed his last, because this crown would never fade. And this hope was not just for him alone. Skipping a few words ahead, we read in verse 8, And not only for me, Paul writes, and not only for me, but also for all who have longed for his coming for his appearing and so here we have the criteria of who gets to wear the crown it's for anyone who longs for his appearing the first prize the trophy the galan the crown belongs to those who long for well for who well for jesus christ himself all those who long for jesus christ will receive this crown of righteousness this crown of eternal life and let's pick up on the words that I skipped over. And I, I did that because they are tricky words, they're challenging words, and for some people, they're quite confronting words. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. Paul declares what the whole Bible makes clear, that each one of us upon death will face our maker and judge. However, Paul for him, this is nothing to be feared because he has lived a life where he has longed to be with Jesus. And that for Paul, his death is a gateway that would mean that he could be with Christ forever. You see, Paul had fought the good fight for Christ, run the race to Christ, kept the faith of Christ, and was now ready to be with Christ. So the final judgment awaits us all, had no fear for Paul, nor for his young charge Timothy, nor for any one of us here who longs for Christ. This is the crown that is freely offered to all. This is the good news that the Christians have been claiming for the last 2,000 years. All who long for Jesus, appearing before God as a holy and righteous judge upon death, has no fear. And to understand how we can do this, how we can stand before our maker and judge without fear, we need to turn to the last words of Jesus himself. We've had a look at the last words of four famous people and of the Apostle Paul. What were Jesus Christ's final words? 
well, early on that first Good Friday morning, Jesus had been whipped and beaten by soldiers. He then carried his cross out of the city to the hill of Golgotha. There the cross was erected after Jesus had been nailed hands and feet to the crossbar and to the main spar. There, as he hung on the cross, he was exposed to the burning sun. Uh, he was maligned by the religious leaders and mocked by onlookers. And then Jesus spoke his last, what were the last words of Jesus. John chapter 19, verse 30 tells us, And Jesus said, It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It is finished were the last words of Jesus. However, though it was finished, it was not over. Far from it. The last words of Jesus at his death were never his final words. For miracle upon miracle, on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead. And while creation sung, and the angels rejoiced, and the demons quaked, sin and death was defeated, and the door to peace with God, eternal life, was thrown open. No wonder the Bible declares in 1 Corinthians 15, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Death has been swallowed up in victory. And this victory over death is available to all those who long for the appearing of Christ. Each one of us will face death, and then when we stand before our maker and judge, without Christ standing before the living God will be grim. However, because of Christ's death and resurrection, the doorway to eternal, abundant, everlasting life with joy forever is thrown open. And this is the good news of the gospel. Peace with God in this life and the next for all who look to Jesus. Let me finish with the words of Paul. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award for me on that day. And not only for me, but also for all who have longed for his appearing. Amen.